Support for Talking Heart on WVIK comes from the people at Quad City Bank and Trust, helping the local community with their banking and financial needs for more than 20 years. Information is at qcbt.com. Support also comes from the estate of Margaret Skinner, a longtime friend of WVIK and lover of the arts. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with Felix Vallejo, who has recently completed a historic renovation project in the heart of the Florciente neighborhood of Moline. Welcome, Felix. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What was the original purpose of your building, uh, and and that's on Fifth Avenue in Moline, and when was it built? Okay. Um, well, from what I've gathered, you know, uh, there was some research. So it was built in 1932 as a, a Skelly gas station, and I'm assuming the Skelly Oil uh, Company uh, somehow uh, decided to put a gas station there in that area and neighborhood, and... Uh, it's just uh, been a neighbor of mine uh, ever since uh, I can remember growing up there right across the street. Mm-hmm. It has this very characteristic design. Um, I think they, they call it Tudor Revival. Yes. And uh, it has these these two peaked um, points. It's this very, uh, it's just this like adorable, very compact building with with these, um, this kind of stucco uh, and timber um, kind of fitting that that Tudor Revival style. Yes, and if you notice, uh, uh, compared to my house, which is right across the street, it's pretty similar, you know, as far as the steep peaks that uh, come with it. So that was one of the, I think, ideas at that time to um, integrate the gas stations in the neighborhoods. Otherwise, maybe they had some pushback on it, you know. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I kind of read, you know, when they started putting gas stations up, just simply because of the maybe the dangers uh, in which gas comes with gas, you know, around the uh, uh, residents and so forth, you know, so that's uh, that's why they build them that way, which is very unique. Mm-hmm. What uh, what prompted you to undertake this project? Well, it was something that uh, I hadn't even thought of, but uh, again, I lived across the street for 38 years, and my I was raised right next door to where I lived. Uh, my parents been there for 72 years, so uh, uh, the neighbor had uh, come to me one day and uh, asked if I was interested in buying the property. And at that time, uh, I had retired, you know, that year, uh, just last year, as a matter of fact, and uh, wasn't sure. And so without uh, uh, the feedback, you know, from my family and, and uh, what they, they thought about it, because it's a big undertaking, as you know, is a piece of property that was uh, depressed, uh, is has been vacant for many, many years, I want to say. As long as I've been here, like 38 years, very long time. So it needed a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Along with that, come with a, a sixplex right next to it also. So it was a big undertaking. And with the support of the family and, and, and so forth, uh, I had, uh, we come to the conclusion, you know, we can do it. You know, mm-hmm. plus, you know, with that, uh, I think in our minds, we can uh, uh, beautify it and, and, and bring it up uh, so it's not such an eyesore in the neighborhood. Right. And, uh, it's, it, to me, there just seems like such a great sense of, Community pride um, yeah. in you yeah. and the and this in this project. Yeah. Um, now the exterior building renovation has been a collaboration between you personally and global communities. Um, how did that partnership come about? And and we should talk about the global communities organization a bit as well. Oh yeah. Well, they they uh, were a godsend. Let's put it that way. Anissa, uh, who is uh, was a director of global communities there, she uh, and that's Anissa Wanna. Anissa, yeah, she had uh, come and uh, confronted me about putting a mural 
uh, on the wall that they have been eyeing it for a while. But uh, the owner at that time was kind of uh, wasn't uh, up to doing that. So uh, when they found out they had a new owner, they had approached me. So uh, at the time, wow, this is a win-win situation. I was looking at about painting the wall anyway, but not so soon, okay? And uh, uh, with that, uh, she had uh, um, mentioned that uh, with them and with the John Deere Foundation, who are they funded by, mm-hmm. uh, had some funding, you know, as far as for the facade part of the building, you know? So I thought, wow, it's something that just has to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, so. so they really ha- they helped with the mural, but they also helped supply paint and other yes. um, and other uh, products for you yes. to 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 re right. um, to reconfigure the exterior at yeah. least of, of your building. And not, not only that, uh, one big part was uh, through uh, John Deere uh, Foundation and the people that uh, that uh, work right down the street at the John Deere seating. They had a week where they had. Uh, it must have been a down week or where they weren't real busy. So they had a community week where they went out to the community, which was a big shot in the arm for our neighborhood. It really was because they did a lot. I don't know how many were involved. But at one time at uh, during the four-day period, I probably had each day I had 12 to 14 people from the uh, seating who helped paint the building. So when you get a, a lot of people like that, it don't take too long to put some paint on a building and, and bring it back to life. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it they're just these eye popping colors, and and it, yeah. it just grabs your attention. Now, it was um, it was always a really structurally a really um, beautiful building. It had this potential, but it was falling into disrepair. And um, and the colors that you put on are just so are, are really amazing. It's this bright white. The trim is red, and I think that was original to Skelly. I wasn't, wasn't that, yeah, wasn't yes, that it correct? was. When when we get when you get to and you know just looking back and researching, you know you do a lot of stuff on the online. Their uh, their color is red and a dark blue and a white. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some places there, and it's, uh, um, with me taking a lot of boards off and replacing them, you seen where the, the uh, natural color was red, mm-hmm. and then uh, some blue. So. Mm-hmm. I tried to bring it back to you know the original as I could. Right, you know, so. and, the, and there are two diamond-shaped windows at the top in the, these two gabled areas, and mm-hmm. and you even found some some Skelly logos to put mm-hmm. up in there just to make it look authentic. So there's no really question in anybody's mind what that building's original purpose was. Yeah, that was kind of one of their um, what am I uh, logos that they had in their signals of their buildings was a diamond-shaped windows. You know, so you'll see that. You know, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had to replace the roof um, and replace some of the wood beams, I believe, or at least um, right. kind of structurally su- had to su- support those. Yeah. Um, again, a lot of the wood on the exterior was all replaced pretty much with some cedar wood. Uh, and But I would, I would like to say it wasn't with a collaboration with uh, a Dan from Habitat Humanity who was very instrumental in – kind of directing us as to what to do. Um, very, very smart gentleman. He, I know he does a lot of stuff for Habitat as far as, you know, the construction work and so forth. And he's very knowledgeable as, as far as historical um, buildings and uh, what should be done, you know, what shouldn't be done. So he was very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. That's great because there are certain guidelines <clears throat> that that we would ideally follow when, when we're doing a historic preservation project like this. What what type of research did you do before you began the restoration? We knew it was a gas station at one time. So the, the daughter and I had went up to uh, um, the National Historical Society, which is right up the street from where we live. In Moline. Yeah, in Moline. And uh, 
we kind of went back and they brought these books out. Uh, I believe it was the Moline Census book, and we went back as far as back as far as we go back as 1932 as to where it had uh, uh, risen. So mm-hmm. uh, another thing too, we then I kind of thought, well, let's see how far uh, we can go back up to see. You know, last time it was operable as a, a gas station. So from what we could see, it was like 1947 from when it stopped being a, a Skelly Station. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd said at some point it was it was repurposed as an antique store, and it's, mm-hmm. it's gone through uh, yeah. many different sure. uh, versions of its, of its earlier self. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Robb was the lead muralist mm-hmm. for, for your project, and she's really amazing. She um, uh, works on most of the murals for Quad City Arts, uh, and we've previously talked with her on this show as well. What, what design elements were incorporated into the mural by your building? Uh, yeah. there, there definitely um, seems to be a tie into the Florissante sure. neighborhood. Yeah, if, uh, you know, for those of you who haven't seen it, you, you need to see what Sarah Robb had incorporated into the mural itself, and, and it brings out everything that the Florissante neighborhood is about, as far as I'm concerned. Um, she is unbelievable. I, I, I have so much respect for Sarah because she is somebody that I guess we had an opportunity to meet. You know, we wouldn't have met otherwise that uh, that uh, was one of the good things that come out of this whole thing, besides, mm-hmm. you know, other people that are involved. But she is unbelievable. If you ever get a chance to see a muralist in action, my God, go watch her because I'm sure she's going to do other stuff in the neighborhood because uh-huh. she's just so good. It was amazing how she had a picture in front of her and just went up there and just started drawing on this wall. Mm-hmm. You know, all um, hand-free, you know, uh, it just, she's something else. Mm, she is. And you feel joy, really, I think, is the motion that the mural elicits, at least in me. When you when you see it, there are these silhouettes of children playing. Mm-hmm. You definitely get the sense of family, um, which uh, which is, you know, is so important, I think, which really holds and anchors the Florissante neighborhood. At least that's the impression that I, that I get. There's a um, there's a large sun there. Um, you see these children doing different activities. Some are reading books. Um, you know, some are playing. It's yeah. it's really it's really lovely. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you know. You see, like any other communities, you know, it's all about the families, you know, and, and children. Um, one thing she did incorporate into it is different colors of. Uh, uh, and one thing we wanted to see was of where the Florissante started, you know. Uh, right now, again, obviously the Florissante is because it's a largely Hispanic uh, neighborhood right now. But it wasn't, uh, you go back, you know, a lot of Swedes and uh, um, Belgiums, you know, that's where it all started, you know, really. So, And as the wealth grew in the area, you know, back in the uh, early, uh, turn of the century or whatever, you know, and uh, a lot of people started because you know, moving up the hill, you know, uh, making the bigger houses and so forth, you know. So at one time, our, I, you know, our neighborhood was pretty wealthy, you know. That's why you see the, our houses were big houses at that time, you know. So uh, we feel pretty fortunate that way, you mm-hmm. know. Absolutely. And Florissante is really, I think, um, on the verge of showing its its fresh face. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and really, mm-hmm. um, it has so much to offer. So sure. I was I was so happy to see personally that you took this project on. Yeah. Um, I also love just the history of vintage gas stations. It's, it's, it's really interesting. 
um, you know, oil company, companies were initially involved in the design of, of these buildings, and they had their corporate lo- um, logos and slogans, and, and, and it was really meant to help the public identify with that company. And they, they sprouted up all over, mm-hmm. uh, all over this country. Yeah, they were, they were part of the evolution of the, the automobile. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't, you know, sometimes don't understand how important, you know, gas stations really were. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing I want to mention now that you mentioned, you know, the, the development, uh, what's happening, you know, with our neighborhood. It seemed like the city has opened their eyes up you know, and has concentrated in our neighborhood, which really, really has been seen here in the last couple of years. And it's something, you know, that... Uh, Kind of well overdue, you know, and with that, I think a lot of the neighbors have, you know, um, took an accountability, you know, of their properties there, you know, so that helps out a lot. Do you see a lot of uh, new housing, you know, thanks to Habitat Humanity, you know, so that's, it's been a big shot in the arm, I think, for uh, the West End there, Moline. Mm-hmm. What do you think you're going to do with your building now that the exterior is done? I know you have a lot of work to do inside. Yeah, there's, uh, like I said, uh, the inside is going to be uh, something else, but that probably be something like the next spring, but a lot of suggestions, a lot of ideas, you know. So we're not real sure right now. You know, would probably another more suggestion, you know, like everybody, like you had mentioned, it was a, a, make a nice little coffee house there, a coffee station or so forth. Um, and on the other hand, you know, it would be nice to uh, to be able to give back and put a little something there, you know, for the neighborhood. So we'll have to wait and see, mm-hmm. you know. Hopefully uh, uh, you'll see something different here with the uh, come next spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if it's not necessarily repurposed, it certainly is is a lovely sight when you turn or come around that corner. Yeah. But um but because gas stations, you know, were were originally back in the 30s and 40s and 50s, they were somewhat of a hub of kind of social activity really. So it would be nice to see um, kids be able to come and play there, adults reconnected. Be nice to see it become part of the social fabric mm-hmm. of the neighborhood. Um, there is a um, there is another old Skelly service station in Rock Island, um, and that's on the corner of 14th Avenue and 38th Street. It's not being used as a gas station anymore, but it's a it's a garage. I think they repair cars. Right. If you, if you look on there, you see a lot of different uses. You know, for old gas stations, you know that uh, they have brought back to life, and a lot of them are for the community, and uh, a lot of them, you know, they go ahead and use back as the original uh, service stations for automobiles. You know, so. Um, there's a lot of potential uh, mm-hmm. here, no doubt, but uh, uh, that'll come. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the Red Band Coffee um, shop in downtown Davenport on 4th mm-hmm. Street. I'm wondering if that was an old skelly yeah, as well. It, it's, it's larger than yours, but it has the two peaked portions, yes. and it reminds me of that. Yeah. Well, Felix Vallejo, thank you so much for talking today and for helping transform Floresiente into a more beautiful place. You're very welcome. But I'd just like to say uh, one thing, give, give a shout-out to, again, the global communities, you know, and their staff. They had just – not only did I, did I gain a, a nice building and a nice neighbor, nicer neighborhood, but I gained a lot, a lot of good people in my life. Okay. And that that's – to me, that's more than anything because a lot of people come out from the neighborhood, and uh, they just made my life so much brighter. Yeah, that's great. Well, the exterior renovation of the original Skelly gas station, built in 1932, as well as the new mural commissioned by Global Communities and painted by artist Sarah Robb, can be viewed at 825th Avenue in Moline. So drive by and take a look. This has been Carolyn Martin, talking art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. Our theme music is provided by a Quad City legend, the late Ellis Kell. 